Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back. We are up and running live on season two of Accidental Parenting. And I want to start with a bit of a public service announcement, a little notice, a disclaimer. With coronavirus being all the rage right now. Oh, would we say all the rage? That's kind of a positive connotation. That's true. Okay. So with coronavirus being like all over the place right now. Everywhere. Everywhere right now. You know, we wanted to address it with our listeners, and we've thought long and hard about the best way to do this. And, you know, sending an email out to everyone just seemed a little bit impersonal. So I just wanted to address it here. We at Accidental Parenting take coronavirus seriously. It's with your safety in mind that we take extra measures to wipe down and sanitize all of our recording equipment and workspaces before and after each recording session. We'll continue to update our listeners on additional safety measures that we are taking. Oh, I bet they're really happy to know that. Just wanted yeah. to get that out of the way, right? And, and you <laughs> know, we, we should email that to everyone. We might email it to everyone. <laughs> we may. I'll, I'll keep that in my back pocket. There you go. So yeah, we have, um, we have an interview for you today, which we'll get to in a minute. But first, Cole has been working on something exciting that I have. we're going to share with you. Tell us about it, Cole. Well, it's important to us, and I'm reading this off of my script. It's important to us that accidental parenting serves as a valuable resource for parents during this time of uncertainty in our society. It's with that in mind and that spirit of teamwork and togetherness that we offer COVID-19, a Corona activity and guidebook for kids. This will be a free downloadable resource that parents across the world will have access to. And we share this resource to encourage you and, you know, provide you a a glimmer of hope and how to talk about coronavirus with your kids and hopefully keep them busy for about 15 minutes so you can have some peace and quiet. There you go. Plus it's hilarious. (laughs) And it's it's hilarious. We're going to share the details about where you can find what do I call it? I call it where you corona can find activity book. Yes, COVID nineteen a corona activity book. Details about where you can find that at the end of the podcast. But before we do that, last week we had a oh, giveaway. Yes, we we are, so we gave away. We're giving away a box of Sweeties Sweets cookies. We interviewed Brooke Giffen last week. Go back and listen to episode one if you missed it. And we drew a winner today. Winner, winner. And the winner was Lizzie Shep. Big, big call out to Lizzie Shep. Yeah. So we are going to ship them a box of cookies because unlucky for us, they're one of the only people who signed up for this giveaway that's out of state. But lucky, well, but lucky for her. It's not that far <laughs> lucky shipping. Lucky for her. Think. Shipping yeah. can't be that much. <laughs> it might cost more to ship these cookies than it does to actually buy the cookies. Probably. Hashtag worth it. <laughs> Definitely. Worth it for all of those what, five people that participated in our giveaway. Right. Beautiful. <laughs> so we'll be sending those off to Liz, and you never know, there might be some more giveaways coming. So let's talk for a few minutes before we get into the interview 
Let's talk about Easter, because this last weekend was Easter. It was. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy coronavirus Easter. It was definitely different being a coronavirus Easter. Yeah. Super low key. Less family parties. Less, significantly less family parties. We did a Zoom party with Cole's family. Just a little Zoom chat. Kind of a simple meal. Yeah, we did ham and potatoes, but like, you know. Just kind of, just kind of simple. A little laid back. It's interesting because this weekend I got so sick of hearing the kids argue. Well, people were worried there for a second. I got so sick. (laughs) (gasps) No, just sick of hearing kids argue. (laughs) I'm feeling much better now. (gasps) Yeah, I got so sick of hearing the kids argue that there were like five or six times that I said, guys, I'm going in the other room. I'm shutting the door. I just don't want to hear you. You just need to stop. This coronavirus is really getting to me. Yeah, it is. It's um, you're on your last nerve. We'll say. I really. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're not speaking for yourself. You're just like, yes, it is really getting to you. <laughs> I mean, it's getting to me, but it, I feel like you escape it in a different way. I do I don't know? Because most of the day, you have your headphones in, That's listening true. to podcasts, podcast, sewing, and I sew and I ignore them if they're <laughs> arguing and screaming. Yeah, like, you can't oh, hear me. Turn the volume up. That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> I mean, you could listen to podcasts. I could. <laughs> I could. I also, I get paranoid that they don't clean up after themselves. Or and not it doesn't par- paranoid me is the wrong all. word, but it drives it me insane. It starts to really bother you. Yeah. yeah. How'd you like that tonight when our oldest spilled the rice all over the kitchen? Oh, yeah. She made dinner, which was awesome. And she did yeah, a really good job. Yeah, it was job. great. She made this like pork broccoli rice um, teriyaki thing. And she was in the middle of cooking and she pulled rice out from the cupboard above and it busted open or something and just poured rice. I think she was everywhere. putting she said she was putting it away. Oh. And just hadn't put the lid on. Spilled the bag and the container. Gotcha. And it was like what, like two cups it of rice. It was like a wedding celebration all of a sudden, just throwing rice. Happy everywhere. anniversary. <laughs> throwing rice. Speaking of weddings, coronavirus weddings, people are doing this yeah. online virtual. I saw a picture of a wedding a bride and a groom with a mask on. Yeah. Which is like good. It'll be memorable for him. Yeah, yeah. And I just think, okay, so there's there's not really a honeymoon because you can't go anywhere right now. The no, honeymoon is like... I was thinking like, about this. That would be the best situation for like you're stuck inside, you're quarantined. If you're brand new married, you don't want to go anywhere anyway. You just want to hang out together. Your friends can't complain that you're not hanging sure. out with them because you just got married and don't want to hang out with them because you can't. It's a stay-at-home order. It's kind but of ideal. At the same time, you're going to figure out real quick whether you like each other or not. I think they're probably like each other. I, I'm just married. saying, though, like <laughs> 24-7, no break. No one's going to work. It's It would be a tough adjustment. Quite the adjustment. <laughs> it's a tough adjustment for everyone. It is. It helped a little bit that you were already working from home. I was already working from home. We were around mm-hmm. each other a ton, but I think... Couples who normally work full-time outside of the home, this is a huge adjustment to both be home. And there's, I think some people are driving each other crazy, for sure. I think so. We just avoid each other, yeah. so that helps. You still are up in your office. You may as well not be here most of the day. Well, you and you have your AirPods in. You may as well not be That's here true. most of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about this interview. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, I need to edit. I was just listening to it, and the Zoom is being crazy, I think, just because so many people are online. Hmm. So the audio is kind of crazy. I'm going to see if I can edit a little bit and clean it up a little bit, but it's a good interview. Our good friend, Aaron Colby, that we met um, when we were living in New York City, and then they moved here for dental school, hung out with him here, and then they moved to San Diego, and uh, she and her good friend started a business, and we're going to talk to them both about it. All right. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. 
All right, let's start the interview. Okay, hello everybody. We're episode two of our second season, and I'm really excited for this one. We have a fun interview with a good friend of mine, Erin Colby. We were good friends in New York City, and we're still good friends today, even though she lives in California. I want to say hi, Erin. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Yes, welcome to the podcast. Thank Uh you. And this is the first time over Zoom I've interviewed two people. We also have Aaron's good friend and business partner, Bree Hepworth. Welcome to the podcast, Bree. Thank you. I was just telling Bree that um, people often call me Bree, but usually on the phone, someone I don't know, if I if I like make an order for carryout and they ask my name and I say, Aubrey, and they say Bree. And I say, yes. And I think it's because they think I said, uh, Brie, like maybe I'm making it up. It's not really my name and I'm not going to give you my real name. <laughs> Brie is my fake name. <laughs> I well, never to people when no. they, uh, you know, get my name wrong. No way would you, right? You they don't care. Yes. yes, exactly. <laughs> Whatever they say, that is exactly right. Okay. I'm going to introduce you guys by, um, asking you first a really random question. Erin, if you'd like to answer first, I would like to know, when is the last time you washed your hair? Oh, well, I hate to wash my hair. Mm, And I'm trying to think if it was yesterday. It was probably the day before, actually. I have been doing at-home exercises, and so then I get sweaty and gross. And I guess if I get to a really gross point, I will indeed wash my hair. So it's not horrible right now. I've gone longer. That is for sure. I know a lot of people say that if you go a certain amount of time that you don't need to anymore, like you get the natural... That's never happened for me. I will go a very long time, and no, it just gets worse. And it's just gross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Problematic. And I haven't done like the dry shampoo. Everyone's like, oh, it's fine as long as you have dry shampoo. And I just haven't gotten into that yet. But I think that would help the longevity of not showering, which is kind of an exciting um, idea. (laughs) Right. I would love to not have to, but I hate dry shampoo. It makes, it feels so dirty and like stuff. I don't like the feeling of gunk in my hair. So yeah, it's not like it makes it all go. It just feels like you have now covered it with gunk. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I don't. I'm curious if you like it. I do not. What about you, Brie? How long have you I, gone without showering? I hate dry shampoo. So I showered today. I don't. I don't think I've gone longer than maybe a week. You wash your hair every time you shower? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, no. No, not you. I'll. I'll wash it like maybe three times a week, but. I don't really go that long without it because I don't like dry shampoo. I hate the way it smells. Um, most and of them the are gunk, so, right? That yeah. Feel. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's just gross. So I, yeah, I usually wash my hair a lot, which I know is like not the trend right now, but. I know. It's, I, I guess it's really bad for your hair, right? So all mm-hmm. of us have probably really unhealthy hair, but I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to make some assumptions about you guys. Um, Erin, first, I think your favorite dessert is key lime pie. <gasps> oh, I like sugar in all forms. <laughs> Every sugar. <laughs> but no, that's not my favorite. It sounds okay. really good right now. So. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite? Um, I really like chocolate mint brownies. Oh, that sounds really good. Um, and I really like mango sticky rice. Oh yes. At a Thai restaurant. Of course. Yes, that's one of my favorites. And it feels healthy because there's mango. 
Yeah. <laughs> Although every time we eat, like at a Thai restaurant, my husband's like, you're going to finish your rice meal off with some rice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> with some rice with sugar on it. I am. <laughs> exactly what's happening. <laughs> All right, Brie, what about you? Oh, listen to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. I think your favorite dessert is um, um, cookies, chocolate chip cookie. It is, actually. Oh, you got it. I never get these right. This is You're amazing. Good. Yeah, I was going to say, if you had guessed Aaron's for me, I was like, I'm not a fan of pie, any kind of pie, but it has to be a really good chocolate chip cookie. And I'm... I'm a big fan. Like all the, you know, all the cookie places that are popping up now that have the giant big cookies. So good. So with, good. With vanilla ice cream. Yes. That's the best way to have it. Last week we interviewed uh, my friend Brooke Giffen. She owns Sweeties Cookies um, with partners and their cookies are amazing. When you guys are in Arizona, you need to check them out. Their chocolate chip cookies. So good. So good. I am also a huge cookie person. So I'm there, sweeties. <laughs> right? Let's go. That's a date. You guys come hang out and we'll all go together. All about it. All right. Okay. Um, let me do another one of these. I am going to guess that your guilty pleasure TV show, Aaron, is The Bachelor. Oh. No. No. <laughs> that would be mine. That would yeah. be mine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I totally watched The Bachelor. And yeah. uh yeah. I like want to. There is like a cool club in my neighborhood that watches The Bachelor. Bree's in it. I yeah. think you came one time and These we're so cool girls. <laughs> I just felt too bad. I came the one time and I found myself sort of like making fun of them. And then I was like, why am I being so mean? Like these women like love it. And of course they make fun of them too, but I'm like, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I try to watch it. If Cole's there, forget it. He makes fun of the show. He makes fun of me. I'm like, go do something with you. Yeah, see, I was, yeah, I was Cole in that scenario. So I can't be part of the cool girl club. I can't. It's sad. Okay, I have one more. I love it. But it's not for me, yeah. All right, last question. When you were a kid, Brie, you first, you wanted to be, when you grew up, you wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Sort of. I mean, I wanted to be a vet. So, you know, a doctor type. Brain surgery on dogs. Yeah. But then I realized that you don't see healthy pets. You see sick Mm. pets. And that was really sad. So I changed that real quick. Like real, real quick. Really? You just wanted to be like a dog walker. Mm -hmm. Like I want to hang out with healthy pets. Yeah. The happy (laughs) ones, you know, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay what about you Aaron let me guess um I think when you grew up you wanted to be hmm, an actress ding, ding, ding. yes I actually had a little inside info about that didn't I <laughs> I, did. I I did I do I still do is that I okay? still do <laughs> you can be an old actress and I'm getting oh yes <laughs> oh I still I still have hope You've got the middle age roles to look forward to. Yeah, and the old lady and the old lady roles. You know, yes, I love so it. Right. I'm excited. Okay, so we. I want to talk to you guys about your business. We are doing this series where we're talking about moms, talking to moms who started businesses, and and we want to know like how did you do it? What was it like? And so first, um, tell me briefly about each of your families, where you live, how many kids you have. 
I am Erin. <laughs> we live in the San Diego area. My husband's a dentist. And so we moved from Arizona where the Carters were here about five years ago. And we have four girls. So it's just constantly a girl club. And we love it here. It's great. Okay. What about you, Brie? You live close together. You're neighbors, right? Yeah. So I live right down the street from Aaron. Before we bought a house here, we would always go over to their house and we'd joke, oh, how fun would it be if we moved in here? And then we were looking at houses and it was, you know, right down the street. So it was meant to be. Um, so yeah, so I have three little kids. I was born and raised in San Diego. So this was kind of like moving back home. We moved from Connecticut and, um, yeah, a four and a half year old, two and a half year old and a nine month old chaos all the time. It's (laughs) loud and chaos, (laughs) but it's great. I do love it. They're, they're fun. They're awesome kids. We'll talk specifics about your business in a minute, but for both of you, did you always, consider starting a business? Like, were you always interested in entrepreneurship or did that kind of come out of the blue? Um, I grew up with an entrepreneur father. And so to me, it was like a a bit of the norm that that's what you did. You looked for an idea and you had your own business and my dad never had a nine to five. So he was always, we always joked like he was always there. Like he was at every sporting event, every, everything, but he wasn't really like there, there. Cause he was like on his phone, like always working always, yes. there physically, but always working. And so, um, yeah, I've always loved the idea of having your own business and working for yourself. And I've always loved that idea and come up with several ideas along the way. Not that I've done any of them necessarily, <laughs> but I've. There's still time. You're going to be a middle-aged actress and own multiple businesses. (laughs) Yes, you don't have to do it all at once. No way. Exactly. What about you, Brie? Did you always see yourself as owning a business? Yes. I mean, I, my background is in advertising and graphic design. And so, um, in that field, I mean, you always have a side project, something going on for yourself. And I mean, just, honestly, being around creative people 24 seven kind of just instills that in you of what are you going to create next? What are you going to do? What idea do you have? What are you doing to, um, pursue that idea? And so for me, I've always wanted to, you know, do something on my own. Um, I freelance as well. So, I mean, it's kind of just a natural thing to just, kind of think, okay, what's next? What's, what's the next big, big idea and big project. So. Gotcha. What do you do freelance? I'm a graphic designer and branding. So I do branding design for people. So logos, any sort of branding websites, all that kind of fun stuff. Okay. Awesome. She's brilliant. She's really good at it. So I'm guessing you did the marketing and branding for this business we're going to chat about. I did. Nice. Okay. So tell us about it. What was the name? Um, and the, there's a little spoiler alert, which you're probably hearing from my was that Aaron let me know that it's sort of been dissolved. So tell us about that. But first, yeah, what's the name of it? How did it work? Um, so we started mom camp was the name of our business. And when Aubrey called and asked to interview us on the podcast, I was like, um, well, it's really not happening anymore. Mom camp's not happening, but if you want a fail story, you know, then great. Which I did I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. And you know, as I, as I thought about that, actually, I thought if you know anything about entrepreneurship, 
like nine out of 10 of your business ideas don't work. And so how many podcasts or how many books do you read about successful businesses, which is really good and really inspiring and how to, um, but Hey, we'll be the one that lets you know that we tried something that for the time being, um, didn't necessarily work, um, for one reason or another. Um, but so first, how did it work? Cause I, I knew like I wanted to come, I wanted to come to a surfing mom camp. I wanted to do a volleyball mom camp. If I weren't in Arizona, I would have been in for every one of these camps. Cause it you're so fun. I'm, I am so fun. <laughs> it was such a good <laughs> idea. I love the idea. I wanted to meet more friends and have my kids taken care of and have a, yeah. just a relaxing weekend. So yes. So the idea, if you don't mind, Brie, I'll tell like the beginning part of it and then you go for it. That cool. Um, it was kind of born out of jealousy of my own children. I was shoveling them around to like, um, theater camp and swim camp. And then I really wanted them to do surf camp and they didn't want to. And, you know, they'd kind of complain along the way. And I was finding myself like jealous of them. You know, I was like, oh, you get all these opportunities. Like, I would love to be in a theater camp and like go for two weeks and then put on a show. Like you spend (laughs) all day long working on a show. And then like at the end of two weeks, put on a show. Like to me, that's a dream. Or like swimming where we do triathlons. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, can you imagine how good I would get if I got to go every single day of the summer to swim camp? You know, it's amazing. So I, it was sort of like born out of jealousy in that way where I was like, you know, we need something for moms. We need like a a camp, a something that we can do. Um, And yeah, Brie, pipe in there. Yeah. I mean, so we were on a bike ride one day actually, and it was like one of the only chances that we had to get out because we're both so busy. And so we were both riding our bikes and she was like, okay, I have this idea. It's kind of crazy, but what do you think? And she pitched, you know, the idea to mom for mom camp to me. And I was like, okay, I'm in, let's do it. Let's start it. And I mean, the whole idea was you just don't have time to do anything for yourself as a mom. And it's not even, I don't know. It's not that you don't have time, but you don't make time. And that's really hard. And you know, you, you make time for everybody else in your life. Cause you know, as a mom, you are a helper a lot, you know, you serve other people and you think about other people's needs all the time, but it's also really important to take care of yourself. And that's just not really done a lot as a mom. And you just, I don't know, it always just gets put on the back burner. And so we were kind of thinking, how great would it be if here's something it's scheduled, it's planned for you. All you have to do is show up. And so that's, you know, that's kind of where it came from. And it was, it really was, you know, on the bike ride, man, it'd be nice if we could do this more often, you know, and (laughs) wait, I want to do that too. I want to play tennis. I want to surf. I want to learn how to do all these things. And, um, yeah, so it, it really just kind of was, from the idea of, you know, there's so many fun things that we wanted to do and there's just never time as a mom. And so we kind of thought, why don't we help make that time for all the moms? What's the first mom camp that you did? Was it surfing? It was surfing. Surfing. 
Yeah. I think like I had a huge, Brie can surf well. Um, but moving to California, it was like one of my big desires, which is why I was like, I want my kids to do surf camp or like, I want to do surf camp. And so that was one of our, our first ones that we did. We, Brie actually found this amazing instructor. We were able to get several moms together and, you know, he took us out and we really wanted it to be like a camp where you're not just going to like go for one time, but you commit, at least that was my initial idea. It was like, if you could do like two full days in a row where you could really give it some time and some effort that you might actually like get a little bit better at something. Cause I feel like that's what the kids were getting in camp. Right. It wasn't like, just like a spotty, you know, like, Oh, you go do a one night paint class or, you know, something like that. Like you're really going to give it some time and effort enough that you can like fail and then try again. And you're putting yourself out there. And anyway, the surf camp was so, so, so fun. And if I can like back up a tiny bit, um, back to just like our, our business model, we found that there was so many options for moms to like, I feel like it's pretty common to, for moms to be like, Hey, you need a little bit of time for yourself. And you know, moms need to like take a little time for themselves. I feel like there was a lot of venues for that. And we felt like this was a bit of a different thing than that. Like I would, my husband would say, Hey, you need a break, go like do something. And I would find myself being like, Oh, okay. I'll go like what, go to the spa, like go get a pedicure. And it felt so unfulfilling to me. It was like, if I wasn't with my kids, like doing what was really important to me that I'm just like blowing off time, like getting a pedicure or something it's like not that. enough time to get past the mom guilt like yeah, you're just exactly. getting past the mom guilt when it's time to go back <laughs> yeah, well, there's exactly. such a big trend on you know thing doing things to improve yourself right but there's not a lot of things that are active you know and it's just it's taking time to get your nails done or read a book or you know it's just and that's not bad stuff but there's wow. not a lot of options for, you know, doing something physical for yourself. And so that was kind of a, um, a gap in the market that we saw of, you know, and even we were talking about, there's a lot of, um, podcasts and stuff out there or self-help books. And there's just, there's, there's things that you can do for yourself, but there's just, there's not a lot of, um, active resources and, yeah, I don't know. No, it's, it's like, really true. Like you can go running or you can maybe try to find people to do like a sport, but it's really difficult actually as a mom to like find the people to do it with and to organize all that. And so you just don't, you just don't yeah. ever do it. And it's like, you can, you can be that one person who's like, and you are Aubrey, that person who's <laughs> like, put together the party, put together the tennis match, put together the pickleball, like, like you bit. are that person, <laughs> but there are so many moms who like we would talk to about this you know, and the other thing is that we're raising people, right? Like our idea is to raise whole people. And we're asking our kids, like, go put yourselves out there in this camp. And they're like, eh, it's kind of scary. And we're like, you'll be fine. But like, what do we do to model that? We do nothing. Yeah. We, we drive them there. And so for me, it was like, I loved when my kids saw me surfing, even my littlest, she'd be like, mommy falls down, mommy falls down, mommy falls down. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, or I would come back and my older kids, they'd say, so do you know how to surf now? And I'd be like, well, no, I went for one day, you know? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, just like I tell you, you have to continue to practice. And like, no, I spent the entire day getting trashed by waves. 
I probably won't learn how to surf in the next two days, but it was such a great conversation. I felt empowered to get away and do something for myself. I felt it helped me be a mom to come back and have those talking points and then to like exemplify what I'm telling them to do every day. Like go to a new school. That's super scary. But what do we do to put ourselves in that situation so that we can model that for our kids? And that's where like getting a pedicure is not going to do it. And going to a spa is not going to do it. That teaches our kids that we need a break from all the hectic. And it doesn't teach our kids like, no, we need a break to go like make sure that we're being who we're supposed to be and teaching you how to be a whole person too. So that was kind of, that's where our passion kind of lied was that it would make you a better mom. You'd come back more fulfilled if you were becoming a whole person and modeling that for your kids. Definitely. And just to show them you can keep growing, you can keep learning, you know, it's not done once you're a mom and then you just do everything for your kids. Right. Yeah. What was my tagline Brie that got shot down in marketing? It was my favorite. Wasn't it growing up? It grow up? Grow right? up. Yeah. Oh. I thought it was good. Nobody liked it. The marketing <laughs> shot it down, but I wanted it to be mom camp grow up because, you know, we're telling our kids to grow up and like, we need to grow up, step up. I thought it was a little edgy. What do you think? I like it. So was marketing department Brie or did you have more people involved? <laughs> I feel like you say marketing. The marketing, the marketing person who <laughs> shot that one down was uh, your husband, right? <laughs> We did a survey. We did a survey. Okay, gotcha. And people were like, get input. They felt like a little bit offended by that. And I was like, yeah, that's right, buddy. (laughs) Grow up. (laughs) Okay, so you did a bunch of, you did a tennis one, I remember, and um, art, like painting. What other mom camps did you do? So we had surfing, we had a painting class, we did tennis, uh, volleyball, and horseback riding. Volleyball and horseback riding. Awesome. And how did you um, get the word out? How did you market? How did you get uh, moms to sign up? Um, The first couple were, you know, friends because we wanted to test out because the thing was, and I mean, both Aaron and I have, you know, high standards of like, if we're going to do this, we want it to be good and we want it to be worth your time and worth your money and you know, we wanted to do it right. And so the first couple camps, we were kind of vetting the instructors and kind of testing it out and seeing what worked and what didn't work. And so the first couple were through friends and then it kind of became friends of friends. And um, after that, and after we kind of set up our schedule and said, okay, this is what works. This is what we like. Then we expanded it into um, a website and you know, created an Instagram account and a Facebook page to kind of house all that information. And, you know, just did, did some typical stuff through there, like Facebook and Instagram ads and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But then we also, I mean, as a mom, I think one of the biggest things that you listen to are recommendations, right? You know, you can read something online and it's like, okay, that might be great. But if you hear that your friend likes it, done, sold, you'll do it. And so a lot of our marketing was really through word of mouth with people. And if someone liked it, then we had two or three of their friends want to come do it next. And especially because it's like with something like surfing, so many moms were terrified to go surf, but after hearing, no, it was awesome. It was fun. It was great. Then they would try it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then what happened? Like why I'm so, I'm still kind of in shock because I love the idea. I want to go to every one of them. <laughs> and so I called Aaron all excited and to hear it had, you know, kind of maybe put on hold. Maybe there's a chance that it'll still get going in the future. There is, I think. I That's mean, good. Sure. It's, it's set up. It's all set up and it could easily be, and we'll get, we'll get more into like the fail but um, the bottom line is there are only three adventurous people in this world and it's us three. <laughs> <laughs> I was your target audience. You I am your were. ideal customer. But you were the only one. No. Uh, that's um, rough. Just not enough um, well, interest. Not enough moms that will spend money on themselves. You know, I think um, what was the most heartbreaking thing for me, like what was the hardest thing for me to take was that if we were personally, and you know, this is like, I feel like we couldn't tell our story in a succinct enough way without like ourselves there. You know what I mean? Like to put it on like a 10 second ad or like a, a poster or a flyer, like to get the passion and the story in a succinct enough way that they understood what mom camp was. Right. Like, it's not Mm. just like, Oh, go learn to play tennis or like, Oh, go do something for yourself. Like to us, there's more underneath that about like, like I said, like modeling these things to your children and becoming like a more whole person and, you know, these kinds of things. So that was really tough. But what was heartbreaking for me was that when we would go to events that were live and we would talk to people about it, you would feel like this kinship between this mom where they're like, oh my gosh, like this this is the best idea. This is the best idea. Or like, I need this so bad. And it, that's different. Like it was a different feeling than like, totally, we should go to the spa this weekend or like, let's get, it was a different feeling. It was like, oh, like I need this. And then we couldn't close the deal. It was like, mm. they couldn't. And for sure, partly, you know, it was a new business and for us just like learning, but it was like just getting them to step away from their lives. We know as moms, like our lives are so scheduled and it is so difficult to step away from your life. And so it's just that like on the spot, like just do it, man. And they were like, if you can't like step away from your life and plant, you know, it's like childcare and kid drop off and pick up. And there's a lot of moving parts that were out of our control that stopped moms from doing it. But it was sad because it wasn't like you were selling them a product that they didn't want. You could feel from their heart that like it was something they needed and wanted. And then it just oftentimes wouldn't come. I can really see that. Like if I imagine taking more than a few hours, like I'll go and play pickleball or sand volleyball for a couple of hours and to leave for longer than that takes so much preparation to figure out, you know, what's going to go with the kids and how are you going to get them to all the things and um, that's difficult for any parent for sure. So that's tricky. The hardest part was logistics. Like Erin said, there were so many moving parts and a lot of times we would meet people who would love it and who would want to surf, but they can't surf on Saturdays, you know, Tuesdays Mm -hmm. in the afternoon worked better, but you know, we have the, the volleyball camp is on Tuesday and but they don't want to do volleyball. I mean, there's so many different things. And I think that's where we kind of ran into a problem was it's just, we can't schedule at this point, we can't schedule five different surf camps because Aaron and I have to be there, but we also have kids and that's our job too. And that's a full-time job in itself. And so 
we couldn't really throw our full hearts into it because we had other stuff going on. And, and so we were so limited by the days and the times and the instructor days and times, and then even facility scheduling. And um, so it was hard because it was, there were so, so many moving parts that I think a lot of people that were interested, the times just never worked. And, and so that made it really difficult. And, and had it like grown, right? Like in our mind, if we could have scaled it to where you like have enough people to book enough camps, then we could have times for all sorts of things. And we had amazing instructors and we had all these things that are all set up that could have happened. Um, but like Bree said, and really kind of what you're talking about on this podcast is, you know, how do you as a mom start a business? And, you know, we call this a business fail. Um, but one of my kids' teachers, her favorite word is fail. She's a big like growth mindset person. Mm -hmm. And she, every time the kids like fail, she just claps for them, but it stands for first attempt in learning. Some of you maybe heard that. And so I have a different mindset about failure as well that, you know, I think it's really not necessarily a failure. It was truly our first attempt to start it. But that being said, we are moms with three and four kids. Brie was pregnant at the time. And you kind of, that we came to this point where it was like, it's time to invest more money and more of ourselves. Like we've taken it as far as we can on word of mouth and spreading as far as we can. And so now we need to like decide, are we going to invest money and more time or are we not? And for us at that point in our lives with Brie having a baby and me having four kids, we just thought we have it all set up and it would easily be revived. But at this time, like, it's just too hard. Gotcha. So definitely potential for in the future. If, you know, if you were able to get investors even, or, you know, I feel like there's so many little things that could click into place and it would just be going like gangbusters, you know? For sure. I mean, yeah, decide where your heart is. Yeah. There's a time and season for everything. Right. You know, and it's just, I mean, I, we were doing surf camps when I was seven months pregnant, I think. And so, um, (laughs) couldn't get on a board with them. I was very jealous, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's just, it wasn't the right time. And it was for us. I mean, it was, obviously meant to be that we set it up and we had that experience together and we did it. And I do believe that, you know, it was meant to happen and we were meant to have that experience, but there is a time and season for everything. And it just isn't the right time. I mean, we both, we both were totally fine with shelving it because I think both of us just felt like, you know, we couldn't, give everything that we needed to, to grow it. Um, as a, as a perfectionist, I hate failing and I hate quitting something. Like I don't, I don't quit ever. Um, and we, and, didn't, and we didn't say that we would, cause we couldn't take it. We right. like, we're not, we're not done, done. We're just like, you're just going to have your baby right now. Right. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, we're going <laughs> to, so I think it's, and I think that's why neither of us were really sad to stop because it just, it felt right. And I mean, we still talk about it. We're like, you know, 
if we want to do another painting camp, let's do it. You know, and it's just, there's, there's all these being busy with other stuff and, you know, putting your foot in other places, you know, and it's just, uh, it just wasn't the right time to continue it because all of our effort needed to go to, you know, other places at the time. I don't know if you know, Gail Miller, she, um, is like a billionaire and she was married to Larry Miller who like started all these Toyota dealerships. Yes. And I read her, um, biography. It was or autobiography, actually, she wrote it, but she raised, I don't even know how many, I'll probably say it wrong. You've probably all, your listeners have probably read this book, but she had like what, eight kids. She supported Larry in his business and he, you know, had this amazing business. Um, and Larry died when he was maybe 56 of diabetes and she took over this company and then 10 X'd it. She's a billionaire and she didn't go to college. She was a stay at home mom. She, you know, when Larry would come home, she knew the ins and outs of the business through like him coming and talking about it. But she said something really profound, which was, and this isn't for everyone. I'm not necessarily preaching this, but it resonated with me at this time in my life, which was there are different seasons for things that when you have children, you should devote your time to your kids. You don't have to do everything in that 20 year period where you have kids and when they're growing up. And when, and, and when I thought about that, I was like, yeah, she started a multi-billion dollar company, 10 X it when she was almost 60 years old. Yeah. Her kids were grown. Her kids were grown. And I mean, that's what happened for her. But I think sometimes we get this small mindset of like, get married, have kids and do the business and do the housework and homeschool your kids. And it's like, can you, there are so many who can do that all at once and they are special people and I love them for it. But it made me step back and just think like, is this mom and business thing for everyone? And do you have to do it all at the same time? Yeah. And, you know, just, for, and that's different for every person, but I thought you can still be so successful as a mother and then be successful as an entrepreneur. And you don't have to feel bad about not doing it all at once. Yeah. I love also the, not only are you setting an example for your kids, for all kids, um, about trying and, um, you know, keeping at something, but, um, what, what you do after you fail, right. You, mm-hmm. Do you, you know, what attitude do you have? Do you keep trying other things? And that alone, if for nothing else, for your kids to have seen you try this, have this idea and go for it, that is huge, you know, just to, to have that example and to see that. And Brie, I know Aaron mentioned that you're starting a new business, right? So just I to am. see that, to see someone like, you know what, let's try something else and let's give like that, that mindset. What, what is the business that you're starting up? Um, it's not, it's not a great time for it considering (laughs) all the, um, coronavirus stuff that's going on because it is a children's, um, travel business, (laughs) a travel business. So really great time. Um, but I'm just looking at it as a blessing because now I can get everything set up and ready to go and, yeah, once we're past this, we're going to be ready to travel. Exactly. Everyone's going to be ready to travel. Exactly. So maybe it'll work out. Maybe it's meant to be that way. But um, What is it called? Do you have a name for the it's, business? Yeah. So it's called Mini Voyager. And we create 
kind of custom curated kits for kids for when they travel because parents are so stressed when they travel with kids. And my husband and I actually love it. We've taken our kids on 12 hour flights and we're fine with it. We enjoy it. And so that is shocking to me because (laughs) kids on flights, that's the worst. You have to have something different for every 15 minutes when they're really young. So, yeah. So we kind of feel like it's, you're already stressed when you're traveling. And so why add to the stress of, oh my gosh, how am I going to entertain my kids? If it's a car ride, what are they going to do every 30 minutes? And so we have kits that kind of just have some unique activities and stuff for kids to do that parents wouldn't really think of. And it just gets packed up, shipped to your door, throw it in your kid's bag, and they're good to go. Oh, I love that idea. Sometimes my, if we're going to go on a trip, even if we're just driving to San Diego, sometimes my mother-in-law would give them like a little, I don't know, lunchbox with some stuff in it. And it was always something that I had never thought about having them use in the car or, you know, it's just so interesting how, and I'm sure it'd be the same. You'd ship this to me and I would be like, why didn't I think of all this amazing stuff? Because there's so much out there that you don't know about for sure. Yeah. And there's so many things, like you said, you just don't think of, or you just don't have the time to go get. It's like, that would be amazing if I had an extra day. But I mean, let's get real. How many of us pack a few days, you know, before our trip? It's more like... Not (laughs) me. Right? So by the time you think of stuff, you're like, I can't go get it. And And times that by like how many kids you have, right? All the different ages. Exactly. Like... That's is that Redford? I can hear him barking. That's oh. my dog. Oh, it's your dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought it was Aaron's. <laughs> I'm dead over here asleep. Nice. Oh. Well, you guys, this has been so interesting. I'm so interested in um everything that goes into starting a business and how you do it with kids. Like I I am kind of wondering now that things have slowed down a little bit for your new business, Brie, because of coronavirus and for mom camp, just because you're kind of on hold with that. Um, do you find yourself making the time that you have more worthwhile with your kids or, um, I don't know, like, how's it, how's it been transitioning to having more time, more mom time? It's so interesting. I feel like everything that I was doing fell off the planet, right? Like I had some responsibilities at church and all of that's not happening anymore as we're not gathering. And I had responsibilities at the kids' school. I was directing their play. We were in the middle of rehearsals, which consumed like so much of my time. All of a sudden that's done. Um, And then living in San Diego, we drive. Like if you know California, like you just drive, 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 drive. Like you're just on the road all day long, just driving to all sorts of things all the activities are done. So now we're all in our homes all together and partially homeschooling the kids. Luckily my school for the kids, they're doing zoom calls. So they teach them like the meat of it. And then I'm in charge of all their schedules. And it's been like such a blessing to dive in, to do things with the kids that um, we are doing some more like unique things that we've been wanting to do. And I go personally for me, I like go back and forth between like, this is so fulfilling. I've kind of romanticized like homeschooling, wondering if I could do it. And now I'm like homeschool moms. There's like a special place in heaven for you. Right. Talk about a full time job. Like you literally, I feel like they are sacrificing their whole like life and being to school their kids. And in my head, I sort of romanticize like, yeah, I mean, homeschool would be great. You guys could get your work done by noon and then we could go like play and go to Disneyland. 
And like, as I see, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, I have it all wrong. And this is a crazy life. And then I swing back like, oh, I'm so busy with homeschool. And then I find myself like sort of bored too, as a, as like a mom where I'm like, I don't even know what I should be doing. Like maybe right. I should start a new business right now. <laughs> something you could do from home. I know from it's home. so tricky. I, I have kidding. these two sides where I'm like, oh, we're really soaking it up. And then like, I'm totally bored. <laughs> I feel the same way. Like myself. I'm bored. I hear you. I, I have... don't know who the kids are, but I am. <laughs> I know the kids are great. They're so happy to not have to go to school. Like they miss their friends. There are yeah. some downsides for sure. But for the most part, kids, at least mine, are kind of oblivious to everything going on in the world. They're just like, this is great. We're living our best life. <laughs> Although I have to say my kids did a coronavirus musical today. Oh, how was that? <laughs> I was like, this is like, I'm like, is this a parenting fail? Should I not be telling them so much about coronavirus? You know, their kids are going to be reading history books about how many people died. I mean, heaven forbid the numbers hopefully are incorrect that are coming. And they're going to tell their kids like, yeah, during that time we wrote this musical about coronavirus and they were like singing and dancing about anyway. I You're like, maybe, we, maybe we weren't as somber about it as we should have I been know, looking yeah. back. <laughs> but it's, but I guess my point is like, kids are resilient like that. Like they just yes. take what's happening as like truth in their lives. And it doesn't like us adults, we're stressing out and we're scared and the kids aren't right. Yeah. Like right. they're, they're pretty resilient and hopeful yeah. and happy with whatever, which is pretty cool. Well, thank you guys on that note for being here. Um, it was really interesting to pick your brains. Um, we're going to end with a game. Are you guys up for a game? Yeah, baby. Yes. Okay, we're going to do a spelling game. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the first one will be easy. Um, the first one's for Aaron. I have a feeling you need an easy word, Aaron. What if it's not easy? <laughs> okay. It okay. is easy, I promise. Okay. And then um, we'll take turns. And then we'll play until someone spells one wrong. And then we'll be done. Bree, so. are you a good speller? I don't know this about you. Um. This is, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is a hidden talent that you have. It's high time you found out this about Brie. Um, okay. I'm loving this. Okay, Erin, your word is illusion. Oh, it sounds hard already. Okay. <laughs> I-L-L-U-S-I-O-N. Nice. You did it. Excellent. Okay, I'm giving Brie one that's a little bit harder, but still okay. doable, but definitely okay. harder. Okay, Brie, antonym. A-N-T-O-N-Y-M. Nice. Oh, right? she's good, Erin. You're in trouble. So, yes, I that could, was really I good. could have never done that, Brie. It's hard spelling words out loud. Can I, I, oh. can I write it? No. That's like yes. a spelling bee. If you could, I know you can't in a spelling bee. I know, because I was in a lot of them when I was a cute little speller. You're a speller, too. I was a speller. Brie, you, know, you are like your... That's of course, that's your forte. I know. Okay, Erin, this is your hard one. My hard one. Okay. This is your hard one. Moratorium. Oh my gosh. I don't know. You got I, this. You can okay. do it. M? Yes. Okay. <laughs> o R I. No. Y. <laughs> no. Oh. No. Hey. Yes. Okay. M O R. All right. Bree, you're up. You're up. I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to mess up again. 
<laughs> that was a tricky one. Moratorium. M O R A. Did yeah. you come up with that yourself? Like, I was I was thinking I'm like well, a hard word. No, I think when I Googled one of them, that one was like on like one of the links. I'm like, ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. Three years is difficult. Okay. Chrysanthemum. Oh, that is one of those ones. It's one of them. Uh, it's from Anne of Green Gables. She had to spell chrysanthemum. It's chrysanthemum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> C-H-R-Y-S-A-N-T-H. Oh, gosh. E-M-U-M. Yes. All right. All right. I'm impressed. I almost cheated. I almost held up sign language E when you paused there, but then I didn't. And you did it on your own. I'm so impressed. It's a hard one. Okay. This is much less intimidating. I used to spell words wrong on purpose when they did like spelling, you know, like spelling bee stuff and classes and stuff. I don't like being up. Because you were shy. You didn't. Oh, I would... I'm competitive, but I would rather sit in the and not buddy see me. I'd spell words wrong. So this that's is like, much. That's kind of what I was doing before. <laughs> um, like right, doing when it. you intentionally spelled it wrong because you didn't want to move on to the district level, right, Erin? Exactly. That's just why. That's why. <laughs> oh, so, Brie, you're okay with that? I'm going to post the video of this chat, right, on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> audio only i promise well well done <laughs> spellers even aaron that was a tough word i think a lot of our listeners are we're gonna you're gonna go m-o-r and they're gonna be like yeah i have no idea well it's fine <laughs> whatever i i accept that spelling is not my thing not your thing you got it lots of other things for sure mm-hmm. all right thanks for being here guys thank you so much thank you. enjoy your quarantine <laughs> It was fun to see your faces. You too. Nice to meet you, Brie. Thanks for you being too. here. All right. Bye. Bye. Cole, your word to spell is liberation. Liberation. Forward or backward? Backwards. Backward. Okay. Backwards. Is it backward or backwards? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm stalling thinking about the word liberation. Liberation. N O I T A R E B I L. Good, but way too much pausing. Oh, come on. <laughs> that was a good interview in spite of the weird yeah. audio glitchy stuff. It's good to hear Aaron's voice again. No, I miss them. Yeah, they're a lot of now fun. Now that we're stay at home order, we can't visit them in San Diego. They're I know. our teach you friends. We need to figure out a way to do virtual teach you with them. Yes, that would be amazing. I've heard about all these. In fact, we should explore this for an upcoming episode. There are all these like virtual game apps where you can like do video and games at the same time. I don't know what any of them are called, but I've heard people talk about them, and I think they're all their age. Oh, well, because everyone's stuck at home, so everyone's trying to stuck do something social. Let's look into it. So before we, we wrap this up, let's uh, tell a little bit more about this Corona Activity Book. Okay, and, activity and where people and can find it. Yes. So you're going to open up your computer, go to a web browser, preferably Google Chrome, and you're going to type www.accidentalparenting.com. That's our website. You've probably never been there. That is our website. You've probably never been there. But we do have a website. 
And in fact, you need to make it worth us having a website because twice now someone has hijacked our credit card and true. purchased <laughs> multiple GoDaddy websites with it. Domain names. And I'm like, why do we even have a website? No one goes there. We only have it so that people can hack our Well, now account. we have a reason for people to go there. Yes. It's our Corona Activity and Guidebook. That's where you'll find it. And you'll also see our COVID-19 update, our disclaimer that I read at the beginning of this podcast. But if you check out, just scroll down, you'll see the PDF. It's COVID-19, a Corona Activity Guidebook for Kids. And this has such great resources for you to talk about coronavirus virus with your children, like terms and definitions. What is community spread? Social distancing. Executive orders. The difference between shelter in place and quarantine. You'll even have word searches. I'm scrolling yeah, here. Some mazes, mazes, some art projects, some coloring, word scrambles, some really, really great drawing projects, and there's some subtle gems hidden in there to try to get your kids to behave a little bit better during this time of awkwardness. Sure. So I, I strongly encourage you to go to accidentalparenting.com and check out that document. Yeah. Thanks for making that for everyone, Cole. It was a good yeah. public service. You know you what? Did. It's the least I could do. It is the least you could do. And uh, I may even link to it on Facebook. Oh, there you go. Or Bonus. The, or the Twitter. <laughs> possibly the gram. Nice. Is I that like what it. the kids are saying? The gram? I have no idea. Gram cracker. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 